It's Friday night and weekend of time once again. In this week's show, we're going mad about tanks in 15mm and 28mm with Clash of Steel from Gale Force 9 and Acton Panzer from Warlord Games. So yes, John is a very happy bunny. We also have an awesome prize this week in the Dark Angels army set for Warhammer 40,000. Make sure to comment over on Tabletop to be in with a chance of winning this excellent starting point for the Dark Angels. Without further ado, let's dive in. Your weekend starts here. folks and welcome to the weekender yes i am joined not by jerry this week he's gone on gone off on holiday somewhere again i mean jesus the the, the sheer cheek of the man never oh, could he <laughs> how could he but yes i am joined by the uh the the fabulous foursome because obviously i include myself in that of myself john justin and shay say hello everybody Hello. Hello. Do your Hello. funny wave and make the funny Hello. noises. There we go. Jazz hands. Do I have to be part of the foursome? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are now and you forever will be. Uh, <laughs> there's a pre-warning that I'm driving this show today, so if things don't work, it's definitely my fault. Yeah, hashtag John's fault. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. That can be that can be in the, the comments down below. Repeated ad ad nauseum. There we go. Yep. <laughs> Right, uh, we have quite a packed show to dive into. Uh, there is a lot of tanks in this episode, which I'm sure people will be very happy Surprise. about. And in different scales. Oh my God, people <laughs> are going tank mad at this time of year. Um, but we're going to be starting off with a couple of updates. Um, the first of the, which is, last week we didn't have a weekender, but we did have the On Tabletop Industry Awards. Yay! Yes! We, uh, we managed to collate all of the awesomeness from uh, 2023 and distilled it down into an epic show where we went through all sorts of uh, winners and runners up and everything else in between uh, and now if you didn't see it last week you'll be able to catch up and watch it over on youtube so make sure to go and check that out see if there's any- anything that we missed dive into the comments share your thoughts on what were the winners and the runners up and everything else in between um over I'll the just, last couple of days, we I'm have just going to scroll through all the spoilers of it. There, exactly. you don't need to watch it now. It's all <laughs> thankfully, there in post. Thankfully, we've not ordered it by winner and runner up and everything else, so it'll ah, still be a yeah. mystery. Ah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's you can kind of guess because it really is your shit Jerry likes. Well, yes, and me. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but you yeah. don't matter. We care about Jerry. Oh, fair enough. Wow. wow, that's a great start for this show. And wow, Justin is ejected from the call. Yeah, <laughs> bye. Someone's getting their camera privileges removed. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we've got all of the links to the winners, runners up, and honourable mentions in there, as well as a few of the bits and pieces that sort of caught our eye from 2023. Make sure to go and check that out and see what you think. Um, we have also sort of broken it down as well. So if you want to dive into the show and and check out a particular category, please go and do so. Um, we'd also love to hear what you are looking forward to or maybe you're enjoying already when it comes to um 2024 i mean obviously the year is only two months old uh, but there are plenty of games that have already been put up for pre-order and everything else in between as well so make sure to get down in the comments and tell us what you're looking forward to because it's always quite helpful for us when it comes to doing the award show next year which is fantastic do my work for me as jerry would say (laughs) (laughs) i was barely an inconvenience barely an inconvenience so yes awesome stuff on the industry awards front um as well as that 
uh, we also have are running into the final week of Dungeonalia. That's coming to an end at uh, the beginning of March. So we'll be ramping up towards the finale there and then choosing some winners. Um, so yeah, if uh, we have a new project that we're going to be looking at from one of our community members. So LSR has uh, been working on a really fun one. Um, so this is a sort of little bit of a twist between a bit of a miniatures game and also a role-playing adventure at the same time. So it's called To Slay a Strigoi, The Tale of Sir Bernard, Grail Knight of Bretonia, which is all also very great good obviously because we're diving into old world stuff with everybody at the moment over the last couple of months and things so yeah very nice uh but this one's a great one because it's uh the whole idea is that it's a vampire hunting quest by uh sir bernard as he goes to like a mountainous um sort of cavernous region uh and he's created up all the sort of rules for this and the uh, sort of the, the the gameplay and the dungeon delving and things as well as printing up all the miniatures as you can see there as well and getting them painted up too so it's hitting a whole bunch of notes when it comes to dungeon alia it's doing the dungeon heroes there's probably a villain going to be in there soon as well probably hopefully maybe and also the sort of dungeon crafting as well at the same time which is pretty awesome so lots of different things being covered in that one as you can see really nice painting and a fun dip idea that sort of steps away from the the traditional kind of dungeon delving adventure as well, which I thought was quite cool. So a little bit of a dungeon crawl with a miniature wargaming slant, which is yep. always nice to see. Um, yeah, looking very nice indeed. If you are interested in checking out more projects from uh, Dungeonalia, uh, make sure to go and head on over to our uh, sort of drop-down menu in the project system. All the links will be in the show notes down below. So if you want to get inspired and work on something in the last couple of weeks, well, the last week of, of Dungeonalia and the last couple of days, make sure to dive in and have some fun. Uh, there's some really good ones in there that might sort of spark your ideas and things like that. So dive in. And even if it's just painting up a hero or your dungeon dungeon delving hero for uh, for Dungeonalia or whatever, that would be really cool. Or maybe the latest boss for your campaign. You've still got a couple of days to go and do that and uh, and have some fun with it, which is pretty nice. See, I want to see someone create one on the last day and do like a one-day dungeon. You have 24 hours to do your dungeon. <laughs> that, that that's the cool. that one-day build stuff is definitely the the purview of Adam Savage more than more than more <laughs> than us. Yeah, 24-hour challenge gone wrong. Yeah, it just so, didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, true. So yeah, lots of lots of fun stuff in there for you to check out for Dungeonalia, and of course, um, we will have Spring Clean Challenge coming up as well in the near future. So keep an eye out for that one. Everyone loves a bit of spring clean challenge. Um, it's always great. And of course, don't forget loads and loads of prizes for Dungeon Alia as well. There are so many, and some of them are absolutely huge. There are laser cutting machines. <laughs> there are masses and masses of plastic. There are STL files. There are full games and expansions. There's even Hero Quest if you want to get the uh, younglings involved in this as well, which is pretty awesome. So uh, there are plenty of categories to dive into, and you've still got a week to have some fun with it. So yes, look, John's excited. Ooh. Jerry's not here. Please, right surgery. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's, that. that's it for the uh, the updates for now. Um, as I say, we've got uh, the awards to go and check out, as well as uh, Dungeonalia as well. Uh, but now... We move on to the most important part of the week. And Jerry also always comes in with the sort of like dulcet tones and Warren shouts it. I'm just going to be kind of like middle of the road. I'm just going to say it's time for Indie of the Week. There we go. Boom. 
Fantastic. Didn't do anything for Snazzy. I just wow, went straight for it. Wow, excitement. Yeah, excited. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. It's because Indie of the Week has become such a staple of what we do that we don't need to make it. We don't need to shout it from the rafters. It's just part <laughs> you, of it. You want to give it some gusto. Yeah, I suppose. Especially for this one. All right. It's Indie of the Week! <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> And no one could you just that, had probably. puberty at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Indy of the week. That's the way. Indy of the week. There you go. And we, we'll just cut out which was the best version of that. And we'll stick that. <laughs> there we go. Oh no, the community gets to vote. Drop all below. Yeah, it'll probably. Yeah, be you're my, missing out, mate. My my puberty based version. There we go. But anyway, this time around, we're going to be looking at a very indie project. Um, that we have talked about on the weekend before. Um, I think it was sort of middle of last year, maybe even earlier than that. We dived into um, this project, which is called Trench Crusade, which was originally created um, through the artwork of Mike Francina, who'd been doing amazing stuff for this and developing up this fantastic world of heaven and hell, heretics and Templars battling it out in uh, the First World War period or sort of just after as well. And... Um, where the entire world has been sort of taken over by huge trenches and massive fortifications, uh, and there are armies of good and evil smashing against each other on massive crusades armed with all the sort of modern weaponry of World War One. Well, at least at the time, anyway. Well, this has now expanded, uh, and uh, Mike Francina, who we can actually check out his art station page because it is phenomenal um mm. obviously ignore the path of exiles 2 logo but a lot of the other stuff that you see there is a, just a taster of the stuff that has been worked on for this as i said when we looked at this i think it was last year the artwork was just blowing us away and the ideas that they were they were sort of diving into um there was also a kickstarter last year as well where a couple of the initial models were sort of created for this uh, alongside james sheriff and just as you can see, the imagery for this is totally grimdark, totally weird. It's like a little bit of a cross uh, between sort of like an Elden Ring and a World War One game, which I think is perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very happy down there. I, yeah, yeah, John, I, I see you're looking at this soldier's particular peculiarities for souvenirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's definitely interested in blowing himself up and whatever this is and the baby yeah yeah i didn't want to say it out loud because it's just opens too many can, <laughs> cans of worms i love all the like stuff that's sort of built into the armor and things like you've got the sort of icon on the shoulder there as well which is mm. obviously kind of like harking back to a saint or something as well which i think is really nice um but the 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 work by mike has been phenomenal and it's been really fun seeing the mixture of kind of that medieval templar aesthetic brought up into that kind of first world war era and sort of mixing all of that together it's something that a lot of people have been enjoying in games like turnip 28 and sludge which kind of mix together that kind of black powdery stuff with medieval this kind of takes it that next step and goes into kind of world war one which i think is very cool and then i mean that is basically like just a great opportunity to show off exactly what the game is it's religion <laughs> and massive guns religion <laughs> guns and mud Exactly, yeah. <laughs> My three favourite things. Yeah. And all of those graves as well. Oh, it's so, so grim, Doc. I, a... I do love the concept that, yes, we must have holy icons, but let's at least also make it useful. <laughs> it's it's dystopian in its evocativeness. Like it, yes. It's very much a, yeah, we're religious, but right now this is a battlefield. We'll, we'll figure that out later. Yeah, <laughs> we, we need to budge this 
<laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously, as as you can see here, Mike's been working on this game for a while and creating the universe behind it. Uh, and James Sheriff helped, obviously, as I said, with the uh, with the initial models that came out for this, the kind of previews. But uh, Tumas uh, Pirinen, who is the original creator of um, More Time, which is obviously a massive favorite for a lot of people, um, then came on board to offer his services as a rules writer for this. Uh, and over the last couple of months, um, Trench Crusade has been growing and growing behind the scenes and people have been working on it on, in beta form and everything like that uh, as part of their Discord and part of their community. And now you can dive in and get yourself a set of quick start rules and also their full playtest rules for, for Trench Crusade. So if you're looking to maybe give it a shot at your local club or maybe you're diving into playing it um in more depth and sort of exploring the game and the world in a little bit more detail, then you can do that as part of this, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, the game itself is based on a D sort of, uh, well, on a dice pool mechanic, as it were. So what you're doing is you're going to be rolling two dice and then you're going to be using that to refer to a particular action success chart, as you can see there. Two to a six is a failure, seven to 11 is success, and then 12 plus will add you a critical success. The dice pool element comes in, that in that certain characters or troops will have particular special abilities or they'll have an affinity for either shooting or combat or something, and that will add dice to the pool. And then what you'll do is you'll choose the highest or the lowest from those, depending on whether or not you're going to be adding dice to that pool or taking away from it, as it were, which I think is quite cool. Damage and stuff in the game is then tracked by a pretty gnarly chart <laughs> so there's no like kind of hit points for characters as it were um instead what happens is that when you dive into the game you and, and you do damage through attacks you will either take a minor hit which will sort of just put a blood marker on you you'll be down so you'll be smacked to the ground which will be very familiar with people who've played more time in the past i have had many many middenheimers pushed onto their face and dragged through the mud god damn you uh, <laughs> stupid elves uh, <laughs> stupid racist elves stupid racist elves oh my god we got another Jerryism in there <laughs> it's the Jerry in training yeah yeah uh, but or you can just be taken out of action straight away just absolutely blasted off the, the field of the field of battle which I think is fantastic and very brutal and awesome nothing um, but jam yeah just a big smear interestingly talking of smears what you'll also add is a uh, a blood marker to a particular model when they get when they take damage that blood marker is then used to add um, minuses to characters when they continue to fight. So you can, it's almost like um, pin markers, I guess, in uh, bolt action, where it'll kind of make a unit worse over time. So even if there is something that's really big and tough and nasty, you can sort of wear it down with blood markers and do more minuses to it to try and sort of take it out. I think it's quite cool. Um, or the hand of God might just go, yeah, no, you pip the post, you've got it. One exactly. shot, one kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that's really nice about it as well is that you can also have blessings. Who would have thought there are blessings in a game that includes heretics and Templars? And that will do the opposite, so that will give you pluses to your dice pool when you're taking actions. Um, with the game as it stands at the moment, uh, they have two factions for you to choose from. Um, so there are the heretics, heretic legions, which we're looking at uh, here, or you can go down the other route and you can pick up, I just need to find the name of it because I've got the Trench Pilgrims. Um, and within those, there are then uh, two variants for both of these sets of model, uh, these these warbands. So you can go down the route of doing just sort of like your basic heretics, 
or you can do a naval raiding party version. So it's kind of like your uh, your seamen and your sailors sort of charging up beaches and things. Probably blood-covered beaches, obviously. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Yeah, or you can go down the route, and this is a really cool one. The heretics also have the trench ghosts. So these are um, characters, the troopers or characters that have died in battle, and they are sort of halfway between the uh, the world of the living and the world of the dead. And they kind of like raid around the trenches, trying to like take everything they can uh, and uh, you know steal saintly relics and everything else in between. Um, on the Templar side of things, you've obviously got you know Templari style characters and stuff. Uh, What's quite interesting is that the trench pilgrim side of thing is that it's meant to be made, made up of, as you'd imagine, sort of pilgrims and peasants and sort of soldiers who don't necessarily have that much of a fighting style. Um, and so they're kind of just thrown at the enemy in sort of endless waves uh, <laughs> to try and take the brunt of the damage while the big knights and the Templars do the actual work, which would make, make a lot of sense. Right. So um, are we playing with Russian Orthodox? <laughs> well, there is a little bit of that in there as well. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, What's also quite nice, and you will have seen a little bit as John was going through some of the different characters and things, is that everything has their own little special rules. They have their own abilities and things like that. Um, like, for example, there is a a wild character called the Pilgrim uh, Communicant who just has a cross nailed to his face. Um, <laughs> and he's just this sort of like bodyguard that sort of marches through the battlefield. Also, if you go to that next page, uh, you'll see that just these blood-covered stigmatic nuns Running around with Mausers. I think it was a Mauser. Is that a Mauser? Mauser. Mauser, yeah. Just gunning people down, covered in armor, and yet covered in blood at the same time. There's there's, there's one I saw, the heretic priest, that appears to have an ability where he's just like, Oh, you, come here. And you get to move them. So it's just like, activate him, have him draw someone out of a trench. He's just like, Okay, boys, get him. Yeah. See, I don't want want to say it too loudly, right? But this is what Repentia should always be. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. fair. <laughs> this is what Repentia should always be. Yeah. They, they don't um, need definitely. hot pants. Yeah. It, it looks like there's a flagellant above there. Mm-hmm. I don't care. There's about even that. a character in the Heretics called the Bomb Witch. And as you might imagine, they're a witch who can bring bombs down on the battlefield <laughs> by using Makes their curses, which sure. is just mad. Um, what- I mean, uh, does the Air Force in this game literally just like pull a lever and all the bombs, they're just like, Made as crucifixes. It's the it's so. it's the curse of Semtex. <laughs> <laughs> you got to draw it right, and then you know, just a bag of Semtex, just exactly. Yeah, you know, perfect. So what just reads front toward enemy or friends, <laughs> front towards yeah. whoever. Yeah, everyone is enemies in the eyes of God. Yeah, you are um, cc'd in on this explosion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this general direction, please. Yeah. Um, what's quite nice about the game as well is obviously there's all these amazing evocative pieces of artwork that Mike's been working on for this and that really oh. lends into the kit bashing side of things that's the communicant with the cross nail to his face so cool um, so the idea is that there's no specific model range yet but you're sort of uh, asked to kind of dive in and sort of explore all the different kits that are available out there Maybe looking at stuff that maybe people have been playing around with for things like the War Trans- a War Transformed or the Doomed and stuff, and using those same same kind of kits to create your weird and wacky. Um, wacky makes it sound <laughs> way way nicer than it actually is. But that's uh, a ha- that, that's a Warhammer esque ca- style weapon with a satellite burner on it. Yeah, yes. yep. blowtorch yes. hammer. <laughs> 
I am making one of those because that's I am on board with this. I am on board with this. The game is kind of scaled to 32mm, but obviously you could play with 28mm heroic stuff because it's basically the same thing at the moment. Um, And your warband is made of kind of between 10 to 30 models, so it's not a massively large amount of models that you're trying to be kitbashing for this. It's kind of one of these games that you sort of dive into as a labor of love almost. Mm. Um, The actual gaming size for tables is 4x4 or 3x3. So they've been designed so that you can just dive in and play on kitchen tables and stuff, which is great. And in true Mordheim-y fashion, who would have thought it with Pyrenean involved, um, the idea is that you absolutely saturate the tabletop with terrain. So you have loads of big pieces of terrain, lots of deep trenches filled with bodies and blood and skulls and everything else between. Uh, and just re- it's all about kind of movement and all that kind of stuff, especially because the game is so deadly based on the sort of dice mechanics and stuff that they've thrown into the mix. It was quite cool. Another thing that I really liked, and it's something that I think more games should do, and I think more games are looking to do more in their rules as they kind of bring out expansions and stuff, is things like the glorious deeds that you see there. So there's obviously the main objective and the main victory condition for your games, but the glorious deeds are kind of additional things that you can do to gain victory points. So you can dive in and if you maybe like capture certain areas of land or if you take out a leader character or if you assassinate certain generals and things like that. My favorite is suicidal bravery. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cool. Uh, oh, you know what we have to do? John, John, we have to get you like a Mark I and you have to religify it. That would be cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that John's just on board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm on board for this. This this is cool. I like he it. He gets to I'm, play with the tank. He's happy. Yeah. Just leave him alone. No, I'm I'm uh, liking that it's it's for a four by four. It's a small game. It doesn't want you to just go completely buck mad with stuff. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a bit. It has a similar feel to the doomed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In a way where you're creating your own war band and and going nuts yeah. with it. But yeah, I your like own particular well. cult or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. they both have different flavors to them, but they're both of the same kind of DNA, and I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it feels like it's a game that was very much born out of last year's like kit bashing mentality that yeah. a lot of people had and as you say was a was a part of basically every yeah. game that came out last year pretty much. yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean some played, of so. some of the designs in this it's all horrifying so you could be playing two pilgrim sets together and it's just like are they heretic are they not not <laughs> exactly. sure so going to shoot anyway yeah, pretty much. And that's the thing that I love about this. It has that really fun aesthetic to it um, that I think will really get people's design ideas and juices flowing. Um, and the game itself sounds really fun. It's very quick and easy to get your head around the, the base mechanics. Mm. The detail is then just built into the the way that weapons work and how particular characters work. But because it's just a simple dice pool and the the way that you hit and then damage characters is very easy to get your head around. I think this could be one of those games that is played a lot at like events and stuff like that. And it's really great for obviously taking uh, that next step and turning into a campaign game and stuff, which I assume they will be looking to do as well in the future, which would be quite nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, for us, John, we could take one of our old trench boards and just like dirty it down a lot, exactly. take it from desert to mud and blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it could do. Wouldn't yeah. be that hard. Yeah. Um, I will say, as I was mentioning earlier, um, there's no official model range for the game, but a lot of individuals have started coming on board with this because obviously it's got you know the artwork of Francina behind it and James Sheriff is involved in the miniature side of things and the layout and Pyrenees doing the rules. So everyone's excited to see what they do next. Uh, but a particular sculptor who we have looked at in the past as part of our 3D printing is the Shiz. 
is uh, Saint Decent, who is going to be working on a collection of interesting models for this as well. So um, anyone who's looked at her work before has known that she does really fun and quirky nights um, and has done stuff for the likes of Turnip 28 uh, and, and games of that ilk and Sludge. Um, very much inspired by kind of like your sort of Elden Ringy Dark Souls characters and things like that, uh, yeah. with a little bit of historical thrown into the mix as well. But if you scroll down just a little bit, John. Um, I see a there. penguin. Oh, no. <laughs> Where are the other images? Oh, oh no. God. What have you done? Wait a second. I'll find you an image. I'll share it with you. <laughs> uh, maybe just click the little black back arrow. Maybe that you will work. Yes. You, you are on X. See where it says Saint Decent? There's a little back arrow. Oh, no. Give me share, screen sharing abilities, John. You already have it, Ben. Take over. I Take do. control. You're a co-host, oh, no, no. You're a co-host ah. for this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop sharing. You're, you're, right. you're sitting there going, Matt, I'm shared. Here we go. Do Here it, Here we go. Right. So here we go to this one. Boom. Uh, and we share. You should be able to see this. Better thingy stuff. There you go. Can you see my screen now? And yes. 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 So... Uh, same decent, obviously. It's been working on a bunch of stuff, as we saw. But this is it's... what she showed off recently. So mm. this is one of the multi-part heretic legionnaires for Trench Crusade um, that she has been working on, which I think looks amazing. And as it you does. can see, is very in line with the uh, mm. artwork that we were seeing before. And I mean, who doesn't that. need a pistol with a drum mag? Exactly. Um, other, char- oh, other characters, other creators, I mean to say, have also been getting involved in this. So this is from Tiny Factory Studio. So you know that big hulking dude that we saw in the artwork uh, as part of the book? That's getting turned into a miniature as well, which I think is really cool. And it's really nice to see the sense of scale between them as well. Mm. So that's mm-hmm. one of uh, St. Decent's models on the left there. And then you've got those huge dudes rocking around the battlefield as well. It's pretty insane. That's yes, with Jerry can uh, flamethrowers. Yeah. So obviously... A lot of cool stuff coming our way when it comes to uh, Trench Crusade for people to dive into and have some fun with. Um, make sure to go and check out those quick start rules and basically get a, get in on this indie before it becomes a big thing. You could be one of those people, one of those cool hipsters who goes, <laughs> I liked Trench Crusade before it was cool. <laughs> I built my warband before the game even came out. <laughs> yeah, you know how hipsters like their coffee, man. I think exactly. I think I know what it's going to be. It's going to be I played Trench Crusade before War Games Atlantic made the plastics. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I was actually going to suggest some of their stuff would be good for no, it. Oh yeah, it would be amazing for it, definitely. Especially alongside some of the 3D printed stuff that they did for the Doomed and things like yeah. that and the War Transformed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but even their uh, Eisenkern, you could convert that down oh. quite a bit. Oh, they, yes. they've got that that German-esque feel that's a little bit sci-fi, but still with some of the World War One aspects in there. I just ah, need to send a very quick message to Charlie to remind him <laughs> how much I love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, but there we go. Yeah. Um, hopefully you guys liked uh, looking at something a little bit new on the sort of indie front there. Um, we are going to be back in a little second to dive into more tabletop gaming news from the wider world. See you in a swish. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh- you love. It's the motherfucking news. <laughs> all right, folks, and we are back for the news. Um, as I promised, we're going to be starting off with a lot of tanks. <laughs> In fact, almost Perfection. a world of tanks, but not quite. Oh, <laughs> so we're on tankception. Perfection. So yeah, um, this 
first story came out towards the end of last week. We did have a little bit of a preview um, as, as part of the kind of like opening years gambit from Gale Force 9. But Clash of Steel uh, is now available for you to pre-order from the folks at uh, Gale Force 9 for use on your tabletop on your tabletops um so yes we have a new um set on the brink operation unthinkable for you to dive into which is looking very very nice indeed pre-orders are available now for this uh, ahead of an april release for the game um the idea behind the game is that it is kind of set as the name would suggest in that moment after World War II comes to an end, when you think tensions are going to simmer down, but instead they exploded once again. Um, and so war continues. War, it never changes. Uh, and so in this Operation Unthinkable, we are seeing all the different forces clashing once again on the tabletop. Perhaps a clash of steel. <laughs> I see what they're doing. <laughs> um, and following the sort of expansion of um, technology as it was towards the end of the war, and into this next sort of period of the 1940s. And so we're seeing the um, the Germans and the British, alongside the Americans and the Soviets, battling it out with a lot of the experimental tanks and the exper- the paper versions of these that eventually came to the, well, came to the battlefield in this reality anyway, uh, battling it out on the tabletop. Um, we got some more detail on what's inside each of the different sets as well, as you can see here. I can immediately see which one Shay is going to be picking. Might it be that one? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't so what, want the tortoise. <laughs> so what they've done with the game is they've tried to make it quite accessible. So um, everything's played out on sort of game mats rather than uh, on tabletops, as it were, which I think is quite cool, or sort of game boards. Um, and then you've also got all your multiple, multi-part plastic kits, as you can see there. What's quite interesting is that they are going to be using the mechanics from Flames of War for this, as you'll see by the mm. cards that we've got at the bottom. So it'll be a really interesting sort of crossing over point, I think, for people who are diving in and looking to um, play the game from Flames of War side of things and also from the World of Tanks side of things as well. So obviously World of Tanks is quite a uh, easy to pick up and play game. Um, the mechanics are fairly simple. This sort of takes things up a little bit of a step, which I think, set, which I think is quite step, which I think is quite a nice thing. Um, and it'll be fun to see where they go with this one as they sort of dive in and explore more of the range and things like that. Um, what do you guys think? I, I think it sounds like a pretty cool idea. Obviously, in fifteen mil from the folks at uh, Gale Force Nine about from yeah. I I think it's it's good to see some of these weirder tanks coming out in plastic. Like mm. obviously, IS three has been around for a while as a metal hybrid kit for a, for ages now because of the some of the Syrian Middle Eastern stuff they did uh, mm. way back when. But having that in plastic is really nice. The having the T fifty four there as well is cool because it's the early model before. The production right. went nuts and they made like 80 odd thousand of them. <laughs> <clears throat> the the American stuff, the uh, the T-28 or T-95, depending on what you want to call it, depending if it has big tracks on it or not. It's it's cool because it was the tank they lost in a bush. <laughs> right. Wait, they lost it for 40 years on a wow. driving on okay. a driving range. They they basically they finished testing it and they got out and walked away and then forgot they'd parked it there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no yes, one said did. remember where we parked no one <laughs> said remember where we parked you know. they didn't put like a flag or a, a, a balloon above it or something so, <laughs> lost it for 40 years it's now in a museum the oh, looking at the British stuff the tortoise the tortoise is nuts it, mm. it's so stupid it, it's it's the British it's, it's, it's the British version of the T20 and it's just 
stupid. It actually there is one running one in the Tank Museum in Bovington. Oh wow! Uh, they drove it once, and they went. Actually, this is really difficult to maintain. We'll maybe oh. just not drive that again. <laughs> Let's not break it. Yeah, <laughs> was it the one that broke the ground whenever it started going forward? It, it just it's, cracked the concrete. The, the the level of vibrations that eighty five tons or whatever it is was making on the ground just was a little bit too much. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, at the end of the war, they were getting pretty stupid with some of the tank designs. Well, yep. yeah. I mean, you could argue that IS-3 looked good on paper, but was actually a pile <laughs> of junk in reality. But, you know, like like most, like most Soviet stuff of the yeah. era, it looks good on paper. It's actually junk. Um, Which doesn't my, break. My opinion. Only. Um, the the game in general, yeah, it's I think is going to be worth a pick up just because of playing the the weird stuff, mm-hmm. um, getting to play the the unusual things. My only concern is that it's yet I'm I'm going to hate saying this myself, but it's yet another game where it's a tank car park, right? You know, and and unless they're going to meter out how many vehicles you have per side, you know, make it a bit more sort of squad tactic kind of thing rather than just this big pile of stuff meets your big pile of stuff. Yeah, Flames of War with no infantry. Yeah, I I hope it's more like that. I hope it's more of a small skirmish, like three tanks, four tanks aside mm. sort of thing. Like I haven't I think, looked. Well, I mean, that's what you're looking that's, at. Uh, that picture is yeah. what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. I want small scale. They do. Well, yeah. I mean, if you have a look at the contents for the starter box, it does look like that's what you're getting. Seven. It's 21, yeah. 21 vehicles per side, or 21 vehicles in the box. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 10 at one side, 11 the other. Mm-mm. It'll be very interesting, I think. Um, I think they've done the right thing in approaching this from the viewpoint of adding slightly more complicated rules in there, because I think that will be the thing that draws people mm-hmm. into uh-huh. it from the Flames of War side. Obviously, the World of Tank Things is, thing is, is great. Um, and I like that they've made it very easy. But I don't think that World of Tanks players, and it's something that MS Paints talked about this week actually as well, I don't think people who are playing World of Tanks are going to be playing that game. I think that game should really be catering to people who play Flames of War and and stuff like that in 15 mil who want to do more of these kind of tank battles on the tabletop in a slightly quirkier and quicker way of playing the game. So I think it sort of fits into a niche quite well. So For me, what I I would want for this style of game is something a bit more arcadey, something very killy. Well, maybe you that's know, what rather, rather than you, I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, this kind of game, I'm not sure how deep I want to go into having to manage ten different vehicles. <laughs> I suppose it'll come into the come into the depth in which you can apply the mechanics to each of the different mm. tanks and things and how it works. As I say, well, as you saw there, there was a little bit of a breakdown of gameplay and things, so people might want to go and check it out and see what you think. Yeah. Uh, of it in 15 mil, but yeah, Clash of Steel uh, pre-orders available for that now from Gale Force Nine ahead of an April release. So not too far off when you think you maybe see it at salute. Maybe, yeah. Um we're sticking with tanks, but we're going up a scale. (laughs) We're going from 15, we're going past 20, and we're up into 28 mil because the folks at Warlord Games have also been working on their game, which is called Actung Panzer. That is now available for you to pre-order from those folks as well. Um, there is a new starter set for this game. As I said, it's in 28 mil, this one. Uh, again, kind of cuts a similar cloth, 
to what we have with Clash of Steel there, where you're going to be playing out tank-based battles on the battlefield. Um, the core set comes with the um, the Brits and the Germans there, as you can see. So the Germans have got Panthers, <laughs> which seems wrong. <laughs> and there the, should be the, twice as many British vehicles in that well, box. Well, the set is it's it's a pair of German Panthers versus a trio of uh, of, of British Germans, with one of them being yep. the Firefly variant. Yep, there, there should be six. <laughs> We need to outnumber them. <laughs> They'll be fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> uh, in a similar way to what we've got with um, Clash of Steel, uh, it's a tank-based combat game, so it's not necessarily one where you're going to be playing around with infantry. In fact, you're not. The only thing you're going to be getting really are tank crews and things you can see there as they bail out. Um, but they've basically dived in and tried to make their own sort of unique set of rules for playing this one. Um sort of tweaking things in little ways to make it a little bit faster to play as well. I feel like there's a little bit of the DNA of the old tank wars in there perhaps yep. as well, which is quite nice to see. Um, and they're sort of taking it to the next level, which seems quite cool. The idea is that you dive in and you create your tank crews, so you can see some of the crew uh, cards at the back there for your different tanks, and that kind of works as your little diagram for sort of how they work. It's very similar, I guess, to World, World of Tanks in that regard, but you've got your little crew members that sort of work in different areas and work the guns and the drivers and things like that. Um, but they have also said that they're going to be throwing in a campaign mode for the game as well. Mm. Um, so the whole idea is that you'll be able to dive in and sort of play around with um, sort of your tanks across the whole of a massive campaign where you'll be sort of taking you, taking them basically from the sort of beach landings um, all the way through to battling into Germany itself, I would imagine. This one looks quite cool, actually, as well. I've, it I quite like this. What do you comes with a World bike. War II-ness? So, yeah. <laughs> it it does. Yeah, yeah th this feels like the number of vehicles I would want for something deeper, more crew management style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I can wrap my head around five aside. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to be um, a... Sorry, go on, John. It's, it's strange to me that both companies, both these big World War II renowned companies are like hey tank game and they both went hey tank game and they both <laughs> set out to pre-order hey tank game yeah. <laughs> around the same time and it's it's funny it's it's funny and I, I i like the we're getting a plethora of choice you know yeah whether you're you like your flames of war stuff or not you've got the the 15 mil option you've got several 15 mil options if you count world of tanks as, as the game into that yeah as well. yeah true then from the bolt action side you have if you're already a bolt action player you've got tank war as a book to use in your regular games and now you've got this as a sort of more of a standalone mm -hmm. i'd be but, I, i'm i'm kind of more swaying towards the bolt action scale game right mainly because i like the layout of the cards, the cards i, I nice. see seeing the cards i kind of like that crew micromanagement kind of mm -hmm. feel to it um, and as Justin's quite right in saying, like the smaller amount of vehicles gives you that more intimate kind of manage managerial uh, sort of role in the game. On on top of that, if you are a bolt action player already and you're looking to expand into like a few different flavors of vehicle, you're getting a nice selection in each of these boxes that you can start playing around with your army lists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There, there yeah, is, I mean, there is I mean, that. Look at all the detail in in that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean those those look those <laughs> feel like they're nice cards to look at mm -hmm. and handle. So yeah, looks very cool. I like what they I like what they're doing with the game. It seems really nice. Um, 
I, I guess you probably have some ideas as to which sets you you potentially be picking up. <laughs> I don't need to ask Shay, but I will. Is it the Soviet one, Shay? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No, it'd be the German. Of course it's the Soviet. Billy Rabbit. Who would have oh, thought? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I quite look like the look of the German set in there. Of course yeah, you do. Yeah. There's a tiger in it. Yeah. What about you, John? Is it, would it be US or British? Or That's, It's British. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh yeah, so look, look, looks like we're all on form today, boys. We are all on form. So, that gives you the Americans, Ben. Yeah. Well, yeah. There we go. It's, that's it's, quite interesting, though, because that means that everybody could have a separate set, and we could see how they all work. That's quite cool. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Very it's nice. it's not because I just don't like the easy it as a tank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like it, but I don't like it. But at the same time, it's not a classic Sherman, is it? Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think German vehicles are just that little bit more pretty. No, they suck. You just do what you just do what I do. You look at the pictures of the tanks from World War Two, and then you spray them the color of the pictures of the tanks. Now, in all the pictures of the tanks in World War Two, they're black they're and white. Yeah, gray and sepia. <laughs> so when I painted all my panthers <laughs> in the wrong color, <laughs> I got a bollocking from my people at the gaming club because they were like, "This is wrong," and I went, "But it's what the pit." Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. See, Ben, this is why anytime I do a historical mini miniature, I say I'm doing it Hollywood style. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, then it's I your, can't be wrong. It's your easy out. You just go, hey, I'm painting this from this movie. And everyone goes, oh, that movie was crap. And you're like, well, I like it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You've got no comeback at me, rivet counters. You've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome stuff. Yeah. It would be great to hear what folks have to say in the comments, actually, about these. Because obviously, Clash of Steel looks pretty cool, as we were saying, in 15 mil. And you've got the different variants of it. And you've got World of Tanks. And then Acton Pans has come along as well. Um, maybe if people have had a look at some of the previews for these games, let us know what you think in the comments down below, which one you're probably going to go for, if you are at all, um, or if you prefer something a little bit different. It'd be interesting to hear what people have to say. Got tanks um, on everywhere today. Yeah. <laughs> I did this especially for you guys. They're hiding under my pillows. They're under the <laughs> table right now. <laughs> uh, moving on to something very different. Uh, we have a new game coming out from the folks at Black Sight Studios. And also Whittle Goblin, or Witty, if you know her as a YouTuber in the uh, wargaming space. Now, we talked about Black Sight Studios as part of the um, awards um, last week and the work that they're doing to bring a lot of indie games to the tabletop. Um, one of the ones that came out on Valentine's Day, <laughs> of all days, for pre-order was Night Thirst. And this has been designed by Witty. Uh, you'll see her video down below yeah, where you can get an introduction of how to game the, how the game plays. But the whole idea behind Night Thirst is that it is a vampire battle royale. So the idea in this world is that vampires, as you can see there, have kind of put their differences aside. And instead of fighting each other on the streets of some mean city, they instead are diving into a battle royale throughout the city and in warehouse docks and everything where they have to hunt down humans and suck the most blood. <laughs> and the person who sucks the most blood, the person who's the best sucker, <laughs> becomes the best vampire, obviously, and can claim the accolades. Um, I'm just saying right now, I'm out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> So when you dive into the game, you choose your vampires and you choose your clans, and then you will be fighting out on the tabletop uh, to see who will come out on top. Um, you have to suck the most blood from individuals, uh, which are represented by the different civilians and things like that, as you can see there. But 
after you are also the stake agents and these are your vampire hunters and stuff who have come in to try and uh sort of end you before you can sort of milk the cattle as it were uh from around the city i saw john's face your <laughs> your it's your tone of voice and the terms you're using ben are making are making me more oh. uncomfortable than justin is <laughs> um so yes it sounds really cool uh from my point of view i really like what they're doing here i love that it's a little bit quirky a little bit weird um i like the idea that you can kind of work on sicking the state agents the, the estate agents the stake agents <laughs> the tv license okay. inspectors get it's the same <laughs> thing there is the bad b movie estate agents estate versus vampires <laughs> yeah. oh, i would like to buy these new house yeah. oh, come this way the, the basement's wonderful why are you staking me uh, excuse me sir have you got a license <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but anyway, sorry, yes. I like the idea that you can stick the stake agents on your opponents and try and use them to sort of take them out as well. Um, in classic uh, Black Sight style, it's also played out, as you will have seen the video, in kind of like a two-by-two two style a sort of arena, um, using all of the different terrain and stuff like that, um, which I think is really cool. Uh, so it can be played on small tabletops. It's a little bit sort of out there compared to other games that are available. I like that they've gone to the effort of creating all those fun 32mm new miniatures for this as well. I like that they're taking an indie creator like Witty and bringing her work to the tabletop, as we saw in, in previous um, games from last year, like Doomship and stuff. They've been doing that with lots of different people. And I think it's just another cool, um, I was going to say nail in the coffin, but that would be the bad thing. But I was thinking of vampire things. <laughs> it's you another know, thing to sort of add to their uh, list of awesome games for you to dive into. Do, do, you, do you know? Do you know what I really want right now? What do you after, want? after all this talk of vampires versus the state agents and stuff? I I kind of want a a satirical vampire game that's vampires versus vampires, but vampires versus vampires from different novels and movies and stuff. Oh. So like, am I like? The underworld vampires versus the classic Dracula lot. Like Nosferatu and Dracula yeah. and stuff. Uh, so and Dracula the... rocking up to Edward, punch him in the throat and going, vampires don't sparkle! And, <laughs> and in the middle of it is Liam Neeson's Dracula just going, what the hell is going on here? Uh, oh. Nicholas Cage is one just standing on a rooftop, putting yeah. down on everyone. And the ones from uh, What We Do in the Shadows as well, for a little bit of it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know cool. whether he's going to watch this or not, but that do that happen <laughs> we know the blacks actually do do some fun kind of not miniatures so maybe yep. that could be something that gets yeah, added yeah. Into hey john you could do a collab there you go i'm not cool <laughs> enough to to talk to to other youtubers about ideas <laughs> i am not on that level you know oh, they have god, they no. have charisma i have yeah. tanks it's, I think it's that a counts whole, for a lot though no it's I'll a whole different thing i have zero personality outside of this <laughs> no your personality outside of this is cat you're a cat. Well, before John feels too sad, <laughs> too late. <laughs> let's move into the uh, the next uh, little bit of news. This one comes from the folks at TT Combat, who are doing something very awesome. While the last game was about resurrecting vampires and killing things in in warehouses across the city, this is the return of relics. <clears throat> There's an old name. Yeah, tanks and puppets all in one week. Like this it is, is the best is it your episode. <laughs> this is the this is the best weekender I've had in years. In fact, this is the best weekender I've had since the weekenders began. Because at the beginning, I wasn't involved with them. So. <laughs> 
so yes uh this is a return to relics um people may remember that this game uh, originally came out from tor gaming way oh, way back 2007 yeah something like that it's nearly um, as old as me it's nearly as old as you <laughs> shut up shay <laughs> <laughs> um but tc combat uh picked it up off the folks at tor gaming uh, and now they are looking to bring it back onto the tabletop and they're going to be looking at introducing the two sort of initial factions i guess you'd say for relics straight off the bat so we're going to get the britannans who Britannans. are the puppets as you can mm. see there and the orknar um so you can either dive in and sort of help yourself well help defend king george and uh, fighting against the enemies with his puppet army or you can try and keep the orknar um faction alive and well in their kingdom beneath the ground with these wonderful min- new miniatures as well so they're all going to be returning to the tabletop which i think is absolutely fantastic um they should be available this weekend so if you are somebody who is looking to dive back to relics they're going to be up on the tt combat web store from probably about now as they tend to do their stuff yeah. on friday evenings so make sure to dive in and have some fun with this one and temptation uh, john oh do you not Dude, still have your old army? It's it's probably kicking around somewhere. Um, I would love to see if I still have it and actually dig it out. Because look how good they are. Oh, I miss that aesthetic so much. I love the bomber. I love the but yeah. he's like he's like leaning away from the bomb with the, <laughs> the thing to light it. You know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my favorite is the puppers and the Highlanders. I love the Highlanders with their little kilts and their swords that are way too big. Yeah, they are awesome. Yeah. Look at Puppet Doggo. Little puppet doggos. They're amazing. Uh, for anybody who has not heard of Relics, um, it's it's an awesome little game. And they, it's actually a lot bigger than you'd think. Um, all of the rules are available across the three edi- well, the two editions that they've done for the game. So you can dive in and have some fun with that. Alongside all of the new attributes for the second edition, all of the tactical formations are available for each of the different factions as well, plus their faction records. So if you want to dive in and have a look at the game, and see what it's all about you can do that it's got all the special rules in there all the different abilities for everybody as well um just open that and have a look at that as well you can just have a big old fun time with the background and everything else in between and just see what go up going. we can there's a there's a date is there a oh. date 2017 was the date wow 16 years old nearly old enough to drink <laughs> gav did some great stuff with this game it was really fun and as you say i think one of the things that really sold it for a lot of people was the aesthetic of it um it was something that was so different from everything else out there at the time um and uh, i think that's what a lot of what drew a lot of people into the game and and sort of exploring it as a a what was cool is when when it was kind of in its its peak um two of the painters i knew from worthy painting were doing some of the box art for it and doing some of the web art and like I got to see them coming in with the new stuff and being that, but it was it was friggin' amazing. Nice. And the Britannans rock. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit, Britannans are my favorite faction. Mm. I used to quite like the Red End uh, that had that kind of um, frow, mm-hmm. um, sort of labyrinth and labyrinth style feel to them, which I thought was really nice yeah. about them. And bit, she bit has tense. no idea what we're talking about. Nope. Even, <laughs> even if this stuff came back just as a pure model range without the rules. You could easily fit it into like Turnip Twenty Eight and stuff like that as well. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, all the miniature agnostic games we have oh, these days. So good, like it's a miniature range that just deserves to be expanded on and just put out there. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, I I've not played a game of Relics, 
but I'd be very interested in actually playing a game of it at some point. Well, from what TT Combat have said, I think their plan is to, as I say, start with the Britannians and the Orknar and then slowly release it to the different factions and then see where it goes from there. Because if the yep. take-up for the game is good, I'm sure that they'll want to explore oh, yeah. it in more detail and stuff like that. I mean, they've done great stuff for um, Drop Zone Commander and Rumble Slam and, 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 and Carnivale as well. I mean, yep. that, that game has blossomed. <laughs> under their leadership and stuff so it'll be really fun to see what they do with uh with relics because as you say it's a little kind of like nugget of gold that people need to mine out and get back onto the tabletop i think I have some it's a little piece of aesthetic flavor you don't want to miss <laughs> i'll be very interested to see what they do with the miniatures though will they do them in metal with the, will they do them in their new resin maybe something maybe they'll do a mix of those they'll be quite interested to see what they do uh, but uh yeah keep an eye out for relics it should be available for you to dive into our fun with this weekend Go pick up some uh, some starter factions and and download the rules and play. Maybe in the next couple of weeks, that could be cool. Um, we are going to be returning to Gale Force Nine, but in a little bit of a different spin on things before we move on to the final tiny bit of news. I say tiny bit of news; it's all Terminator based. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, Gale Force Nine are working on a huge array of new projects. Or well, alongside GameFound this year and into next. You may remember that they came back to GameFound last year with the Firefly board game, and they collected together a huge array of um, uh, of expansions for that game and basically gave people who'd not had a chance to play the game an option to dive in and have some fun with it. So they're starting off with a new project, which is called The Adventures of Conan. Cue cartoon theme tune from the 90s and early 2000s. Please put that in. If you don't, I'll be sad. You haven't put it in. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright yeah, the, la- the, la- the last time someone called that, I, I did put it in. Just oh, we'll maybe... find it. Go, Justin. No, it. no, no, Ben. Jerry asked, not you. Oh, I feel sad now. I'm sad as John. <laughs> uh, well, this is an asymmetrical card game where you're going to be taking on the role of Conan and some of his villains and some of his allies and adventuring around Hyboria as part of this dice game. So it's for two to four players. Um, and currently the idea, well, what they've shown off in terms of previews and stuff, as, as you can see here, is that you'll be one player will be taking on the role of Conan, if you like, and then you'll have allies and villains that will be played by other people around the tabletop. And you can either work to help Conan achieve his uh, sort of adventure and finish his quests, or you can try and scupper him and sort of kneecap him and stuff and things kind of cool. Although who would try and kneecap Conan? I think that's a bad idea. See what he did to that camel? Ugh. <laughs> uh, don't suggest that to Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's some really fun stuff coming up for this one, which I think is really nice to see. This should be coming to GamePound in April. Uh, I'm all about Conan. I think it's an awesome um, game idea for them to explore. Uh, clearly, they've taken some inspiration from Conan games of the past, but kind of tweaked it to be a little bit more sort of in their wheelhouse of kind of approachable games for, for people to dive into, which Gale Force 9 do really, really well. Um, I also love that it's using all of the artwork from Dark Horse Comics because their run of art for the Conan um, stories has been amazing. And it's really nice to see that coming to the tabletop. Well, coming to the tabletop as part of these card games as well, which is very nice to see. Um, on top of the Conan game, there's also two extra projects. So one of them is going to be coming in late 2024, and that's Star Trek Ascendancy, The Final Frontier. As you might have guessed by the name, this is going to be a sort of big collection of everything that they've done so far for Star Trek Ascendancy. So if you've not played that big 4X game before, this will collate all of that together into one place. 
take on the role of the Federation, the Klingons, or the Romulans, and fight for control of the galaxy and beyond, which is very nice. So that's going to be coming up. And then finally, at the start of 2025, um, after the release, obviously, of June Part 2 and everything, we're going to be heading back to the tabletop with June and the unpronounceable edition of <laughs> their game. Hewizats <laughs> Hadirak. I think that's right. Good enough. Written down so it, I can't be proven wrong. Hewizats <laughs> <laughs> Hadreach. God damn it, Justin. Now there's two different versions of this. Ah, which one's right? Please tell us in the comments. Actually, don't. I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> this is also going to be coming out, and it's going to collect together, as I said, all of the expansions from June in the past. So be able to dive into that and have some fun. So yeah, um, again, a nice little collaboration with the folks from uh, GameFound, which will allow them to reach more people and get people the big box collections for their Kallax as you can see behind. I love filling mine with board games, and I will do the same. <laughs> so yes, cool stuff there on that front. I'm very excited for Adventures of Conan, and it'll be fun to see what they do with Star Trek and June, and uh, any other future projects that they work on. I would really like them to bring Tower of the Elephant back. Does anybody remember that? <laughs> no. no. It was the game from the guys that did the Tenfold Dungeon, whose name I've now forgotten, but unfortunately that didn't go anywhere, because their company awkward but that game was really really fun and i would love to see that come back to the tabletop under galfons line because i think they do a really good job of it and they already have the tenfold dungeon stuff so i really want it that'd be amazing so yes it may be if adventures of conan does well they'll bring that game to the tabletop again that'd be cool so yeah uh that's that and we're moving on to the last little bit of news for this week we cannot escape without turning to the dark masters that are games workshop we bow down to you and your grim dark awesomeness it is forever in our minds. We continually play your games, even though we probably secretly hate them. Yes, not secretly. <laughs> it's not secret. No, no. no, but no. I do like myself a little bit of 40k. I've been playing it for a while now. And as you will have seen as part of this show, we are giving away some Dark Angels. So maybe this would be a good opportunity for you to dive into that collection and expand it. But um, when it comes to 140,000 this weekend, we're getting pre-orders for the Dark Angels. They are coming Back again. To the top. They're back again, like the Renegade Master. Dark Master. <laughs> the Master of Repentance. <laughs> They've had three comings this past six months. Like, come on. Uh, yeah. yeah, but clearly, you know, in the backstory, the lion's back, he's doing his thing, and obviously the other is dark it, angels aren't so happy. Is it literally the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe? <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> He does now, like to walk through things and appear in different realities. Because oh. now the wardrobe's been kicked open. We've got Terminators and stuff now. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm -hmm. There we go. That's a new bit of fan fiction. Yeah, it's um, such a face blow. <laughs> such a face blow. <laughs> so yes, uh, leading the way for the pre-orders this weekend uh, to add to your um, Dark Angels forces is Asmodai, the Master of Repentance, who we have seen in previews before. He is now available as a model for you to pick up. You can get him with the hood up or the hood down. Why you'd ever have it with the hood down is beyond me. Hoods up equals cool. Yep. Always. <laughs> the same goes for Belial as well, the Grandmaster of the Deathwing. He is going to be popping up with his fantastic model in Terminator Armour, as you can see there, to lead your Deathwing Terminators on the tabletop. Looking very nice with his Storm Bolter at the ready and his epic sword and a flaming bad guy because it's the Grimdark. So, of course, you've got to have one. Obviously. Yeah. Nice new model there as well. They've drilled their barrels. Fire and skulls. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see the drilled barrel thing that was exploded on warhammer community this week no 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 oh my god 
Why would you go to Warhammer Community for anything? Don't pay attention unless you have I to. I have to do work, John. <laughs> That's a you okay. problem. Yeah, you're ben. getting paid to look at it. That's true, yeah. Tens so, of thousands of people go there yeah, on purpose. That's true. See, so, I'm just waiting for Big Daddy Lionel Johnson to turn up and double tap each of them in the back of the head. You're all heretics, yeah. My um, chapter actually, now. He's been quite nice to all the heretics recently, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, the drill barrel thing. Games Workshop put up a blog this week saying, do you drill your barrels or do you not? And because people are petty, they all had a go at people who don't drill their barrels, like me. Hi. <laughs> because because Same. everything, time is too short. To, I, ain't, I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time to drill barrels. And it exploded into quite a conversation on Reddit and beyond. Um, uh, I come down on the side of do whatever the hell you want is, is my prerogative. So there we go. Just I mean, anyone watching this who disagrees with the fact that we don't drill barrels, you're outnumbered by us. Yeah. Well, it'll be even worse if I tell you that in some cases I have just used a Sharpie and put a black dot on it. So there we that go. That works. And it's always been at an odd angle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so don't drill my barrels way. anymore because I, I could never make, especially on store bolters, I could never get them lined up. Yeah. Ah, well, so like googly eyes. The... <laughs> like <laughs> a googly eyes storm bolter. <laughs> Oh, it's like that that GIF meme of the sort of oddly painted space ring with the eyes off at weird angles yep. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same picture, my friend. <laughs> I mean, I, I have finally settled myself that I am now able to paint eyes. Oh, there you go. That's that's good. I like so there's that. progress. It's progress. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, returning to the Dark Angels, though, we have a few more releases as well coming up. So obviously we saw the, uh, the characters. So we had Belial and we had Asmodai, but... We also have the Inner Circle Companions, uh, and this is the set that is making me think about returning to my Dark Angels Force that I started last year and never finished. Um, so these are heretics come loyalists that uh, the Lion has tasked with defending the various heroes of the chapter. They come with their Calibanite greatsword, as you can see there, because the best thing to do in a gunfight is bring a gun. Is bring a is bring a gun, obviously, but also to bring a sword. <laughs> Because that's how you defeat your enemies in the sci-fantasy future. Um, this set allows you to make a variety of different customized versions of these uh, Inner Circle Companions. So depending on which way you want to go with them, you can make them characterful and sort of matched to different um, heroes within your force, which I think is quite nice. Did the Lions well. somehow get Primaris? Pardon, sorry, what was it? Did the Lions somehow get Primaris? The Dark Angels were given Primaris. The Dark Angels have Primaris. Yeah, but I thought the Lion had stayed separate from the chapter. The Lion had? Yeah, these are his companions, and okay. they're, made, they're made up of all sorts of different things, all, right, all, all over right. the different, all over all different right. places. I am confuzzled. The yeah. lion isn't a Primaris Marine, Justin. That's not how it works. Oh, he's. A, I he's didn't a, say that. He's a big prime. He's a big Primar boy. Um, as well as that, um, so if you if you want to pick up the inner circle companions, they're going to be available to pre-order this weekend. But there's also the Deathwing Knights. So the they were very the the excellent Black Terminator. Yeah. Uh, Black Templars. Yeah. Black Templars, yes. Because yep. <laughs> of the tabards and stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, so these are um, available separately now as well to pre-order, so you'll be able to pick those up. You get a little Watcher in the Dark, and you can arm them with their uh, swords. Or you can go for their... They got the Power Mauls. I kind of liked when they had the Flails. The Flails were the best thing for me. Why yep. they turned them into Power Mauls, I don't know. But there we go. Um, you'll additionally be able to pick up the upgrade and transfers collection as well. So you'll be able to get all the different sculpted shoulder pads for you to use in your Primaris Space Marines alongside hooded heads, because hoods are best, uh, and all sorts of different bits and pieces there for your Terminator kit. So if you've got some of the Leviathan Terminators and things like that, this might be a good opportunity for you to sort of upgrade them. I like that they managed to fit a Watcher in the Dark in there as well, just as sort of like a little bonus additional thing. I think it's quite nice. Yeah, he stole uh, someone's diary. 
<laughs> That's Lionel Johnson's diary. Yeah. It's about how much he loves trees. <laughs> God, I miss Caliban. <laughs> <laughs> why it why it fractured. <laughs> uh, but then alongside that, there's also the Codex, which will come in its limited edition form and its regular form as well for retail. Finally, you'll be able to use this in your tournaments. And then they've also got a nice set of dice and the data cards, which will be out of date before you know it. But the dice will never go out of date because you can't change numbers. Um, so, yes, you'll be able to pick those up. I love the little marbling effect on those. It's very, very nice. Definitely get those for your collection if you're a Dark you, Angels fan. You say that until, you know, 14th edition comes out with proprietary dice. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh. they they start on the number three and go up to the number nine. No, they don't use they don't use numbers at all. It's just symbols. Oh god! Oh god! Ah, no, they they hire a guy from Fantasy Flight Games. No, <laughs> no more tokens. So this uh, is Warhammer Forty Thousand Legions. <laughs> so hang on, your PTSD is post token distress syndrome. Yes, I hate tokens with a passion. No, I I agree. Some some games are death by token. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, yes, I would like Belial. I think that's a cool model. It is a cool model. Because yeah, I'd yeah. make him a captain for my Blood Angels. There we go. <laughs> that'd be a nice... Oh, that'd be really cool, actually. I think that'd look very good in red. Oh, it's lovely. Yes. Damn nice. right. <laughs> Just grip off yeah. all the iconography. Mm, yeah. Wings Wings are fine, though. You know, yeah, wings are fine. Wings. Your wings are fine. You're yeah. okay. Just add blood drops and away you yeah. go. Yeah. That's it. But yeah. yeah. Or, Captain, where did you get your armor? Find it. <laughs> But yeah, awesome stuff there for uh, Games Workshop and 140,000. Make sure to head over to Store on Tabletop and uh, get your pre orders in for those. We will have them up this weekend for you. So enjoy them, have some fun, buy merch, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and yeah, make sure to dive into the comments and tell us what you liked from the news this week. There's some awesome stuff in there. All about them tanks, boys. Tell us what you think. Tanks and little puppets. Best tanks weekend and ever. Puppets. Oh my God. Puppets on little tanks. It's the next Relics expansion. Stop it. <laughs> uh we are going to move on uh and close out the show with some 3d printing and some awesome kickstarters we'll be back in a little bit all right folks we are back and we are diving into our regular segment of 3d printing is the shiz not the other word and uh, we're going to be looking at a uh, collection of stuff that popped up on my mini factory that was sent in uh, via a letter. No, it wasn't. It, we found it in our emails. Um, no. <laughs> I like to think it was sent in via a letter. Non-tronic, <laughs> We got this notification via carrier pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> something high-tech from something low-tech. But yes, uh, this is the folks at Eight Leg Miniatures. Beware all arachnophobes. No, it's fine. Don't worry. You're I'm right. out. <laughs> uh, they have... Uh, fairly recently popped up on my mini factory and they have a fairly extensive collection of miniatures as you can see here um it sort of falls into the category of covering uh i guess you'd say sort of like not warhammery style stuff so if you're looking for alternative miniatures and things like that you have some options to choose from here across a variety of different things including orcs chaosy stuff as they've labeled them fallen your sort of Xenosy characters alongside uh, tanks and vehicles and everything else in between, which I think is quite nice. Um, and yes, they have a whole host of interesting things. So if you see anything you like, check, let me know and I will bring it up 
but I'm going to start with this one. The Flame Lizard's Relic Keeper, because he is pretty darn awesome. Oh, look at that. Damn. Yeah, I I, ra- I see your Vulcan Hestan. I raise you a Vulcan Bestan. <laughs> <laughs> with his flaming oh, spear dear. and all sorts of different things. He, like he looks like he wants to boop the snoot. Yes. <laughs> uh, boop the snoot with the Power Fist. Um, so yeah, uh, all of these are available via their My Manufacturer page, but they also have a Patreon to the tribe, so if you're involved in that, you'll be able to get discounts on those, which is always nice to see. Um, there's a huge array of different things. I think one of the things that was quite nice uh, from my point of view, actually, was the vehicle stuff. Mm. Um, I really like that we've got some more of these, uh, especially yes. for those people who like to do kit-bashy-style things. The Muscle Orcs machine just looks so fun. <laughs> you, want the, yep. you want the right now? Sure, I got like a shock attack gun on the front there, the rocket launchers rocket on the launchers. back. I like the... Um, uh, squig engine. And the squig engine. Do you reckon it actually just runs around with its feet like Fred Flintstone? Oh, yeah, it does a, it does a Flintstone style, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> It just works because the orcs want it to. Oh, look at that. Yeah, the go faster button is kicking it in the booty. Exactly. <laughs> and you got your sort of uh, gob, your grot there on the front with his explosive yeah. tip. Witness weapons. me. Yes. Very cool we stuff. Got boys. Uh, the orc front. Oh. oh, my God. I've just realized what those what those, that is. Can you see that? No. Enhance. Enhance. It's a grot. It's a little tiny grot running <laughs> on the back of it, which is amazing. I love that. That's amazing. Superb stuff there from those guys. Um, yes, obviously, we had a few more uh, vehicles as well. So you've got like this one here, which is the Icewind Vehicles Pack. So if you're looking to throw some Imperial vehicles into your game. Some Valhalla goodness. Yeah. I like that you get the extra storage mm, bits, yeah. defensive yep. elements as well. That's quite nice. Um, I think it'd be quite good to have that as kind of like uh, a piece that you can set down when it's like in position and stuff. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't like messing around with kind of like artillery crews and things like that, but I like the idea of creating little tiny bits of narrative around these kind of vehicles, especially if you kind of put them on bases. I know a lot of people don't do that, but you can do it for some games. But you can turn them into little dioramas and vignettes, which I think is quite nice. Very oh, nice. missile, Jesus! <laughs> Very Russian MTLB vehicle <laughs> inspired. Like that, that front is pure MTLB, and I love it. I'm yeah. here for it. Another thing I've realized about some of this stuff as well, and it's something that I think is quite, it's one of the aesthetics that you get with kind of grimdarky 40k esque vehicles rivets? and stuff. R- rivets <laughs> by the bucketful. Yes. Yep. You can count all of them to your yeah. heart's content. But they also, because they've got that kind of World War One y type feel to them, I could see these being something you could use in Trench Crusade to play yeah. around with a little bit. Mm, you know, yeah. add a few more bits and pieces on these, grim them up a bit. I did say John has to religify one. This could be a good yeah, one. Yeah, mm. you got, I mean, obviously some of the slightly more high-tech ones you might want to maybe step away from, perhaps, depending on which way you want to take Trench Crusade in your look of it. But I think Well, no, great. someone was inspired by God. Yeah. <laughs> I was inspired by God to make a massive laser. <laughs> God told me to do it, therefore I did. <laughs> it, it's did not you... science, it's a miracle. Yeah, but why did you name your weapon the God Buster? No reason. <laughs> Oh, the hot rod. The hot rod. You want to open that one? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I really like this dude as well. Yeah, that dude. I like all of these things. Right, let's have a look at the hot hot truck. Yes. Oh, again. Yes. Little grot strapped to the front with a grenade at the ready. Another one hanging <laughs> on at the top, which I think is really nice. It's something that I think is always fun to see about, um, fun to see with orc vehicles, is people just having a little bit of fun with them. 
Uh, and that kind of that idea that every kit is an orc kit. <laughs> uh, it's even got a tail gunner. It does. It does. Yes. Oh my god, that's cool. It was a little tiny revolver. He's a little stubber. Love that. <laughs> that. That's the oh crap. Yeah, and his acme-sized rocket launcher on the back as well. Of course, which is very nice. Orc tech is big tech. Big tech is best tech. Yeah. So they've got a really oh. nice little collection. That's a good breakdown of what. Yeah, that that, that breaks yeah. down into a really nice looking. Set. Oh yeah, if you're looking to do some conversions, there's a lot to work with there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously you can transplant all the different uh, elements, like the drivers and everything around, yeah, yeah. And the weapons and things, as you see fit. I think it's quite nice, mm-hmm. very cool. This guy was one of my favorites. I loved that it had the little poor imperial soldier <laughs> on the base about <laughs> to get stepped on. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is not a Lady Dimitrescu moment. This is very very different. <laughs> I love the grot gunner on top of him. It's from yes. a minigun. Yeah. <laughs> we it's needed kind of more taken... miniguns on that armor. Yes. Oh. oh my god, that is a lot of DACA. I love that... Uh, but also with rocket launchers, by the look Sun- of it. Sundancer yep. often dives into the comments and says, needs more DACA. Is that enough DACA, Sundancer? No, there is He's never, going there to is say never no. enough DACA. <laughs> never enough DACA. <laughs> this, is, this is a foolish mm, question. Little, little uh, gruff at the back feeding all of those guns. That is going to run out so quickly. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to feel amazing for those like a second and a half. Yeah, that, the, the, goes, the burp. It goes burp. <laughs> uh, but you've also got uh, some other different characters. You've got uh, Armarius here. You could be an excellent sort of grey knight adjacent individual. Although oh, I no, that's, like that's definitely Fenrisson. I feel like he summoned something he shouldn't have done. <laughs> yeah. He One of the dragons from chest. the Fenrisson Sea is coming to yeah. bite your I've, back end off. Captain, I've done an oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's time to end your heresy. <laughs> That's very cool. I like that. Did I, I just accidentally a demon? <laughs> ah, not again. <laughs> Fifth time this week. Jeez. Very cool. So yes, we had the vehicles as well. We saw that guy there. We saw that Bam. guy. See, clearly I'd already picked this was another one of my favorites, the bloodthirsty Ooh. butcher. Ooh. So it's kind of like an alternative take on yeah, just can like get... an Imperial Knight. Yeah. And again, breaks down into nice little set of components. So mm-hmm. you can do some nice yeah. uh, conversion work and posing with that one, which is good. Oh, uh, if you actually want to build this into like some of your cityscapes, just like as a, a demon gargoyle standing on top of a building, ready to Ooh. leap down on someone. That'd be cool. Yeah, like be a like corrupted he... cathedral. That'd be nice. Yes. I love that he's got a chain blade mouth as well. <laughs> I can't chew my food. My teeth are gone. I'll use the, the chain blades to do it. <laughs> I mean, have you seen some of the abnatics the Imperium comes up well, with? That's that's, that's that... very true. Yeah. That's fine. Totally Different legit. Options. He's even got a tail as well, which is nice to see. Yeah. I like that you've got the um the flat panels on that as well. So you can do, go in with decals or you can do some freehand work if you're feeling feisty. Yeah. Have some fun with that. I think it's quite nice. Nice little close up of that chain mouth. <laughs> Very Doom esque as well, which I think is quite cool. Yeah. Yeah. Front. Um, also, for those who are little fans of Sisters, perhaps, mm-hmm. have some fun stuff here as well. Me. This one's for Shay. <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> Got some uh, sisters there armed with some very heavy weapons. So they're into the mix and have some fun with them. The thing that's quite nice about these is that, yes, they're kind of 40k adjacent, but I think these would fit in with quite a lot of other sci-fi ranges that are out there because they're grim, but they're not like massively over the top. And I think you could maybe play around them a little bit more. Um, like I think these would fit in quite nicely with a lot of the different plastic kits that um, 
War Games Atlantic do in sci-fi as well. And obviously you can scale things a little bit when you dive into 3D printing, so you can have mm-hmm. a lot of fun on that front, which I think is quite good. Mm-hmm. Slightly taller, obviously, but you know they are in power armour. Maybe they've got big lifts in those boots. <laughs> wearing <laughs> the heels. Wearing the heels. This was another one of the ones that I thought was really quirky and weird. This is one of their free miniatures that they do. Um, so... As the name suggests, a metal-born warrior, some kind of weird experiment that's gone horribly wrong that you could drop into like a, a role-playing game or something, perhaps. Oh, no, there's, uh, there's an old one we used to do stuff for, Dark Age, this would fit for. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Oh, man, Dark Age, that was a good game. Talking yep. of old games this week. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's an impressive one. I really like that. But if you're looking to do something a little bit quirky, a little bit different, you can download that for free. More free stuff as well. Uh, you can get the uh, Ice Wind Soldier, so you can give that one a test and see what you think of it. Look, stars. He stars, a- just paint them the right colour, Shay, and away you go. <laughs> <laughs> he is absolutely from Helldivers. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Shooting all his friends in the back. Uh, for uh, for I'm democracy. I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually sad, Shay, today. I checked to see if I can play that. There's one component in my PC that won't run it. Your uh, entire PC. One, one component. No, just oh, one component. My processor. This is this is the uh, this is Shay pointing at you in sad. <laughs> <laughs> that that's not in sad. That's in smug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I speak fluent smug. Uh, but yeah, very cool demon hunter model there. If you're looking to throw another character into the mix for your Viet order, I imagine that means fight for honor or something, something quirky in cod Latin probably. But yeah, very cool little character there as well, adding to that range. But lots and lots of cool stuff from Eight Leg Miniatures, as you can see, and it continues oh. to grow and grow. Um, I saw a bike. You saw no, I don't care about the bike. It's the Sentinels I'm looking at. Ah, oh, yes, these Ice Walkers. They are very nice. Yeah. Hey, Shay, oh. I can finally do my nine thrower <laughs> no. chainsaw no. Sentinel <laughs> setup. These, these look a little bit more um, like sort of battle to me, John. Yeah. Oh, you're getting that kind of vibe. Do you know, it, it feels like one of those free-to-play games that came out around the time of Mac Warrior 5, I think. I like Hawken yeah. or something. Hawken, that's it. <laughs> yes, it feels I, like something from Hawken. Yeah. You know the way you always talk, John, about you know some Imperial planets being now cut off and having to figure out tech for themselves and STCs and stuff breaking down, and they're like, screw it, just weld some metal plates together, put it on top, that's fine. This has a box. This box can carry a gun. This <laughs> box and gun combination can sit on legs. Yeah. The box also go. had a seat in it for a person-shaped object. Mm. Lots of good heads as well, by the way. So you've got some yeah. nice Oh, the pumpkins are cute. This. Those would make nice monsters. Yeah. These are like something that uh, Warren would have brought to life for his oh, yeah. 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 yeah, one of Manny's designs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, some great stuff there from 8-Leg uh, Miniatures, as you can see. Links will be down in the description below for that one. So if you're interested in going checking out what they have to offer, make sure to go and do that. Um, available as STL files at the moment. Um, but uh, maybe in the future we'll see some stuff going over onto only games you've looking for physical miniatures as well. But So keep an eye out to see what they do with that. But yeah, nice stuff there for expanding your Grimdark armies, be they for 40k or Grimdark future or anything else in between. Now we are going to come to the end of the show. We have some, well, Kickstarter campaigns and game found campaigns to dive into this week. We are going to be starting things off with something a little bit grim and weird and set around the kind of uh, World War One era in some fashion. So we're going back to where we started almost. 
This one is Blight Seas Fleet, and it is a new GameFound campaign that has launched from Shrike Studios this week. Um, it is a naval war game set, as you can see there, in a post-apocalyptic dark fantasy world based around the turn of the century. Uh, in this game, you're going to be taking on command of naval vessels that are crewed by humans and other individuals but they are all sort of hunting down a particular resource as you tend to do in these games uh, called the reagent and that reagent allows you to dive into the strange esoteric art of corpse engineering and corpse engineering as you might have imagined allows you to use dead people in order to fuel your ships in different ways and work the vessels and things and so that's the kind of basis behind this one it's very much inspired by things like turnip 28 and games that we've seen over the last couple of years as well as the meta uh, the metallics the uh, mechanics from games like battlefleet gothic x-wing and armada um this game has actually been in development for around a year from uh, Elizabeth and has been sort of um, play tested and is effectively available for you to play right now. You can just head on over to the, um, to the, my mini factory page and get your hands on all of the vessels, which you can see here. So they're all 3d printable. Uh, they're around the same scale as kind of dystopian war stuff, but you can kind of make them bigger and smaller depending on what you like. Uh, they're all made for resin printers as well, just as a heads up, but you can get your hands on the miniatures alongside all the faction ships we'll look at in more detail later but you can also get all of the rules as well completely free and download them and have some fun with it so if you're eager to just play the game right now you can do exactly that but the focus of the campaign that has been set up by shrike is that they're aiming to dive into creating a physical set of miniatures for you to dive for you to play the game with um so the actual set of miniatures that they're going to be working on is alongside a different company who's going to make the plastic versions of these uh, miniatures for your for your games so you'll get the rule book as you can see there alongside enough ships to make either two small factions for two players to start playing the game or you can combine them together to make one larger one uh, the way that it works breaks down effectively is that you'll have uh, you're kind of like light cruisers and stuff, and then you'll mix between armored cruisers and destroyers for each side to try and give you enough models to play on either side. You'll then obviously get all the tokens and things like that if you want to dive into that stuff. And they're going to do the, as I said, soft cover rule book alongside a battle map and everything else that you'll need as well. The other thing they're going to be doing is every back is going to get their access to a set of 3D printable islands. So if you want to level up the terrain that you get in the game from 2D, you can do that and dive in and have some fun with that on that front as well. They're also offering up a bunch of additional extras. So there's the core ship selection, which you will have seen over on here anyway, which is made up of these different ships that are already available from uh, from them. Uh, so it allows you to expand things and build up your naval force in different ways. And they've also got the different faction-specific ships as well, because each of the factions do some really weird things. <laughs> <laughs> like who would... Uh, some of them have got submersibles and stuff, which is quite nice. You've also got aircraft carriers and things. You've also got this weird gribbly fortress that sort of floats through the sea and has all sorts of weird tentacles and stuff uh, flickering out to try and drag you down into the depths, um, which I think is quite cool. So they've done a really nice job on all of this. Um, as I said, the actual core rules are fairly simple and they're can sort of contained to maybe 20 pages or so of the game. Uh, it's very familiar naval wargaming rules to anyone who's played stuff before or dived into things, as I said, like X-Wing or Battlefleet Gothic or games of that ilk, dystopian wars and things. I mean, look at that. How freaking weird is that? What is that? <laughs> it's a flying, flying torpedo. torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but where the depth of this game comes, I mean, obviously, as you can see by the the bar on the side, I am barely into this. There's all the different elements for different weapons and different ships alongside all the different upgrades you can do. And then there are all the different factions. There we go. So you've got all the kings like the Kingdom of the Gloom Shell, which has all sorts of different special rules for them. The Octavian Empire, who go in different ways and play different ways. The Thindian Republic. And then on top of that, there's a whole host of different scenarios as well. So this is a 75-page free rulebook for you to dive into and get your hands on from the folks at Strike Studios just to see if you like the game, and then you can dive in and have some fun with it. Um, as I said, I think it's really great that they're doing the campaign to try and bring the physical models to the tabletop. Everything else is available digitally at the moment. But if you're somebody who's um, maybe looking to dive into this game and you don't have access to a 3D printer, I think this is a great opportunity. Um, game looks great. You can try it out for yourself and see what you think. As you saw, there are also videos for you to dive into and check out as well. So there's a breakdown of gameplay over one turn, as well as a couple of painting videos that Elizabeth's put together as well. So if you want to go and check those out, you can do too. I think this one's looking very cool, and I love the aesthetic and the idea of corpse engineering <laughs> and flying weird bat tor torpedoes. Who doesn't? Why not? <laughs> Why not? This this has been the the weekender of tanks and weird tanks yeah. and weird, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's because Jerry's not here, so everything just goes off kilter in yeah. some strange direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll notice I didn't throw in any small pictures. Every picture's been lovely and big. <laughs> Gary would be so disappointed in you. You be. have shamed him. I have, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh Blight Seas Fleet available now, running for over a month. If you want to go and check out that game pound campaign, it is pretty much just started as you're watching this. Maybe I've been up for about a day uh, by the time you're watching this, so make sure to go and check that out and see what you think. Download those rules and uh have some fun with the game, maybe with some uh some paper cutouts or something or ships you have in your collection before you dive in and give the plastic set a go is very cool moving on from that uh duncan rhodes the man who launched a million youtube channels <laughs> uh is back on kickstarter alongside transatlantic uh atlantis games with wave three of their two thin coats collection um this is an expansion to their existing range they have already done two so far that have been available to dive into and pick it up this one takes on another 60 plus paints for you to dive into and have some fun with spread across a variety of different ideas and themes um one of the big things about this is that they're expanding their triad system once again uh so there are all the sort of major colors that you could think of when it comes to uh, your painting and they've kind of been split up into you kind of like your bases through to your highlights and all that kind of stuff as well so you've got all those rocking for you my favorite stuff is when it comes to things like the brights and the metallics and the colored metallics that they've been doing. I think they look really, really nice. Uh, you'll see some of them as we go down through. I mean, these just look amazing for painting up quirky, fun cyberpunk miniatures and everything else in between. The metallics as well, I think they look lovely. Um, Ooh, I, like I don't them. think we see enough colored metallic paints. I think there are some out there from... Uh, a variety of different creators but i think it's nice to see a lot of them sort of collected together into one set as you can see here so you can dive in and do some really nice painting in uh, in that in that sense so blinding silks is what ben wants yes <laughs> <laughs> um i just like the idea that you don't have to well i mean obviously this stuff has existed before it's not nothing not anything necessarily new but i like that you can dive into and pick up this collection 
and just rather than having to stick, you know, just a, a normal metallic down and then put a washer over the top, you can just use one of these and and, and have at it. I think it's quite nice. Um, they're also expanding with a variety of different effects paints and washes as well. So they've been working on four new washes, as you can see there, which are designed for your kind of lighter miniatures, working through all the different stages that you'd use for various kind of grimdarky stuff and things. It's a lot of stuff that would be familiar to people who have explored the Army Painter range or got into Games Workshop and Citadel, but done in a different um, style and different formulations and stuff like that, which I think is quite nice. Um, they actually have said that they've been working quite a lot with the um, Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy community and the rest of the community that has sort of supported them through their previous campaigns in order to fix a lot of the things that they've been working on in the past. Um, so they're really working to enhance the pigmentation, for example, in their range and help with the coverage and all that kind of stuff, which is always one of the big things with these these kind of, well, with any paints really, um, as well as working it so that they can create a smooth base as well, which I think is quite nice. Um, and uh, yeah, there's lots of different options for you to dive into. There are the paint sets, as you can see there, which is quite nice. So you can just decide which paints you want. You can go all in and get every single paint they have ever created, which I think is wild, but at least you then you'd be sorted, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Or you can just get the single sets if you prefer, depending on what you like from wave one, two or three. Uh, they're also doing daily unlocks alongside paint racks, which they've worked alongside Sarissa to bring to life. So if you're somebody who uh, wants to sort all of your paints that have arrived, $500 worth of them, £500 worth of them, uh, then that's an option for you to dive into and have some fun with as well. Always nice to have options, and I think this looks like a really nice little collection. Uh, definitely worth going to check this out. And um, checking out what uh, Duncan's been doing over on his YouTube channel as well. He's been doing some previews of the range as well, and obviously he uses his paints alongside other ones as well to paint all of his different miniatures over there. So you'll see whether or not this range is for you. Um, I know they've also been talking about um, looking at making sure that it's available to more people more widely as well outside the kickstarter campaigns so if you're somebody who's looking to maybe get your hands on these have a look at uh, events that are coming up at like your games expo and salute and uh, maybe see what they have on offer i think it'd be quite nice so yes paints galore from transatlantis games and uh, duncan roads that is fully funded as we speak and it has about 10 days left as of when you're watching this so some fun there um and now we're going to close things out with something epic. Uh, Jerry's not here <laughs> to wax lyrical about this. <laughs> uh, is this one we should see it for next week for Jerry? No, 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 because it'll be done by then. Uh, so <laughs> we have to talk about it now. Um, so yes, Mantic Games, obviously we didn't have a weekend of last week, so we couldn't really necessarily talk about this campaign. But Epic Warpath is uh, on Kickstarter right now from uh, Mantic Games, designed by Matt Gilbert and Alessio Cavatore. It is their new epic game in sort of 12 millimeter. They've in they've tweaked what they were doing before. They were originally thinking about 10, but they're up to 12 now. Uh, and you'll be able to dive into epic games set in the Warpath universe, set on big tables, as you can see there, with a huge amount of models per side, <laughs> which I think is really cool. Um, it's, uh, as I say, designed by Matt Gilbert and Alessio Cavatore. Uh, they've created a set of rules that have been designed to be quite easy to pick up and play. I watched the gameplay video that they did with Andy, which they've also broken down into a series of smaller videos as well. So if you're somebody who wants to learn the mechanics and sort of to take it in bite-sized chunks, you've got that option, which I think is quite nice. Um, all done off the uh, of sort of like your, your D8s and stuff like that, but work based around sort of order mechanics. So you set up orders for your units. It's not, it's something that will be familiar to a lot of people who play games at epic scale anyway. And then you'll be able to follow through those orders on the tabletop and see how they fight on the table uh, as you go between turns. They have 
But they started off with two factions, so it was going to be the Enforcers and the Plague. They've expanded that out now to the Forge Fathers and the Asterians, so you have four factions to choose from from the beginning, which is quite nice. Uh, where's think, my Marauders? Well, we'll come to that in a second. The cool thing about this is that rather than have to rely on a single core set that might contain factions that you don't necessarily want, when you create your pledge, you choose the two factions, or maybe just one faction that you want to use in order to dive into playing the game. So if you and a friend want to dive in at the Lieutenant Pledge, get two armies, and none of you want Enforcers or Plague or whatever, you could go Forge Fathers and Asterians, or you could go for the other factions, which are coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, and you go for everything else in between, which I think is quite nice. You can even dive in and just use the rules and everything else if you prefer as well, which I think is quite good. You can also get uh, particular pledges that will unlock um, SDLs and resin miniatures as well that you can throw into the mix to kind of build up your armies in more detail. As you can see, they have already planned quite a lot of these. Yeah, <laughs> There are a lot of different models for all the different factions, as you can see. We'll scroll through to these ones so you can have a look at them. I think the detail on these, especially, I mean, obviously we're just looking at renders at the moment, but they think they, they seem really nice. And I love that they've kind of been able to use the epic scale and 12 mil to explore more of the different vehicles that you couldn't necessarily do in 28 mil. Or maybe they just don't have the time to do in 28 mil. You can do them in a, in a much larger scale <laughs> when it comes to uh, epic warpath and stuff like that so you've got your panther grav tanks as you can see there for the enforcers alongside all of their iron man suited individuals on the tabletop which is quite nice and you've got your reinforcements including your striders and things there too which is good and your super heavies amazing if you're somebody who likes the plague you've got lots of different options there very familiar to those people who have played dead zone and uh, firefight in the pat in the past but kind of debiglified uh, turned into epic models as you can see there which is quite cool and your super heavies the plague colossus it's like a nice. tarasque but even worse <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tarasque but disgusting <laughs> it's a model it's like you like the Uyghurish yeah no don't like Nurgle <laughs> <laughs> that is that is full on plague weird Nurgleness. so yeah maybe not for you Shay uh, you've also got your forge fathers so you've got your space dwarves to bring to the tabletop which is quite cool your iron ancestors in little scale, which I think is really nice to see. Long sorts of alongside all sorts of different bits and pieces. Your super heavy, the Hrugnir Magma Destroyer. What a gun. <laughs> Very nice. And your Asterians there as well. So you got your space elves, but robots to play around with, which is quite nice. Uh but Justin, you were saying yes. where are the rest of my factions? Yeah, well, no, where are my marauders? Well, there I don't care about Veerman. They're getting. I don't lot. care about rap people in space. So the Veermen are coming, which is awesome. The GCPS are coming. Don't care about awesome. other humans in space. The there we go. There they're we go. Coming. That's what I want. Yeah, you can play as your not brutal space orcs, but still space orcs, <laughs> and have some fun, which is great. So they're going to be landing if they can reach their two hundred fifty thousand uh, goal. Which let me see. Is it too? Far? Is it too far off? Blah. Uh, they can yeah, they're they're getting there. They're getting there. Too bad. Not too bad. All the way back through. So yes, uh, dive into this one, see what you think of it. There are all the how to play videos, so you can see whether or not you like the game. There's even the nameless coming up at the uh, 350, 325,000 mark. If you're, if they're so lucky as to get there, which is very cool. So you can add your sort of big beasties. That is uh, hell divers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, some fun stuff there with new factions to come. They've clearly been planning a lot of stuff in advance. Go and check out the rules. Go and check out the videos. See what you think. Dive in. 
choose your faction of choice and have some fun in Epic Warpath. Um, I know for a lot of people, uh, this game is kind of like the antidote to um, Legions Imperialis. Um, one of the big problems with that game is that seems great, but actually getting into the game and getting hold of all the models seems to be a pain in the ass. Um, and so Epic Warpath coming out and being able to provide something through Kickstarter thing is a really nice way to kind of get a big bundle of awesomeness all in one go and uh, and have some fun with it. So yeah, very cool. Nice. Oh, man. What a lot of stuff. Jesus. It's almost like taking a week off means there's a lot of things to cover, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome Kickstarters there. Make sure to go and check them out. Tell us what you think in the comments down below. Um, remember, if you want to come back and check out more from us next weekend, we'll be back with The Weekender on Friday. But if you can't wait that long and you just love us that much, come and join us on Sunday for the Cult of Games XLBS, where we'll be talking about battle reports, hobby, and everything else in between. Um, Make sure to get your comments down below as well for that Dark Angels boxed set so you can get started with your Heretic Hunters. And uh, yeah, we'll move on. Enjoy your weekend and we'll be back next week. So yeah, bye for now. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on. <laughs>